You're listening to Redemption Cast, Season 3, Episode 6, Billy. A wave of violence against women is traced back to the man Angel freed as a part of a desperate deal to save Cordelia. My name is Robin. I'm Stephanie. I'm Kimberly. And I'm Illyrio. Hey. And I'm Stephen. Hey! Hello, Stephen. Welcome. He got it right. Robin got it wrong. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh... Stephen was right. Anyways, sorry. Stephen, Welcome to the this, show. Is this your first time with us? Uh, I did an episode of Potential Cast a few What's months that? ago. I thought, I thought so, okay. What's a few that? years ago? We went, was we that, that a, a few years ago? No, uh, a few months ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, Angel. All right. And the episode where I was really uncomfortable for about half the episode. Yeah. Why? Who this wrote this? One. Who wrote this? Tim Manier. Oh, of course. And Jeffrey yeah. Bell. I mean, man. This is uncomfortable. <laughs> this was really uncomfortable. And, you know, part of me was like, uh, this, this, batter, this, this wife beater tropes are so stale and they're saying typical stereotypical misogynistic things and mm-hmm. blah 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 but man as soon as soon as wesley touched that bloody finger painting uh i was uh i was i was really upset because i knew what was gonna happen and mm-hmm. i should have realized the foreshadowing at the very beginning mm-hmm. let's talk about that foreshadowing shall we <laughs> let's well, yeah. Are you talking about when uh, Angel is training, training Cordy, or when uh, Wesley is uh, has invited the whole gang? In my notes, I have Cordy place. training is super hot. Well, yeah. Cordelia says, "Oh, in case I have to fight you," and I was like, "Ding, ding, ding!" <laughs> is that the <laughs> is foreshadowing? That some, is that some sh- subtle foreshadowing but that, or but what? They did that with Gun already. <laughs> Clearly, yeah. by the end of the season, Angel's going to be bad, and they're going to kill him. Again, they're all the show's over. Again, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Cordy's Cordy's convincing use of cheerleader logic uh, oh, that's great. Was fantastic. That was really oh, really great. Um, I don't know how how realistic it is of her to be it counting is... down when oh. the bad guy is coming after her. But you know, yeah. but choreography is choreography. This is true. Mm-hmm. Now many people start off a fight with ready okay. <laughs> the best. <laughs> the best. Uh, I, I, just so you know, I actually, uh, you know, we planned on doing this today uh, to do it like in a, basically in a few hours. We'd be ready for the podcast. Yeah. Um, so uh, I pulled the DVD out and I was ready to uh, write some notes down and I realized, oh, this is one with commentary. So I was oh. like, oh. So Mr. Minear and uh, Mr. Jeffrey Bell 
uh, both provided commentary for this. I have all sorts of things that um, mostly Tim uh, mentions. Um, he said he prepped this one while they were filming um, that old gang of mine. Oh, and then yeah. he said, oh, God, let's not talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> and he also said that um, because of this episode, both he and Jeffrey were accused of being that this episode, at least, was accused of being anti-woman and also anti-man. And he said, either way is a success because I hate everybody. <laughs> anti-woman? That's that's weird. I don't know. I, I didn't get that vibe. I don't Which know. I guess there are some there? people. I guess there are some people. I got who it. Think, anti-woman. Totally. Really? Oh, not 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 pro-woman in the fact that they're like, oh yeah, I'm woman. Hear me roar. Anti-woman in what the yeah. men were saying. Well, yeah, but they're characters who were portraying bad guys. I mean, like yeah. these are bad guys, right? Like we're we're all agreed that. That, yeah, but like the but the comments, I, I I suppose I'm not I'm not sure, but they're yeah. saying, oh, she got what she what what she deserved. Uh, she yeah. was yapping away. Yeah, but those are yeah. very typical things. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean that's the part that made me uncomfortable, right? Like the mm-hmm. very misogynistic and 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 you know the woman hating dialogue and and and, and all of those uh. things made me very very uncomfortable. But I think that's kind of the whole point of this episode yeah. because Just, the emotional reaction we have when it, it, it happens to be Wesley who's now doing this. And, mm-hmm. and we are, you know, in my notes, I have uh, Fred better kill him. <laughs> uh, exactly. They were actually in the first stages of this. They were planning on uh, basically this whole thing happening, but Billy uh, affecting Angel and Angel is stalking, uh, you know, like Fred and Cordy throughout the hotel. Yeah. And then they, this, this is I, much I, better. Well, we've seen this because before. it's so much you worse. Know, let's, let's put the person that's the most like meekest, you know, yeah. as uh, it know. was the perfect choice in my opinion. I, I, I loved that it was Wesley. Um, yeah. That may sound weird, but I, do, I just thought it was a great choice. Way better than, you know, Angel, obviously. Yeah, he went all Jack Torrance. It was so, like, the yeah. shining. I'm very happy they didn't do a, here's Wesley. <laughs> because yeah. I put uh, it in my said, notes, like, four lines tall. Yeah, they said that, you know, obviously you got a guy stalking through a hotel with an yeah. axe. You got to be reminded of the shining. They said they're trying their best to try to get away from, you know, making that comparison too often. They didn't want to rip it off. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So... Um, so Kim, can you and Steph as well, please? Can can, can you um um enlighten me? Um, so I'm watching this. I'm a guy, um, and I'm uncomfortable with what's being said and with what's being done. Um, but I'm fully cap. I'm 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 fully willing to say this is fiction. I'm I'm you know like I'm not. I'm I'm not. I'm not of the opinion that it's anti-woman because I see it as a contrivance to get us to a point where we get to kind of understand this character that I'm really disappointed isn't sticking around and we really get to put Wesley in a difficult situation. So is it for you, for either of you more than just that? I don't understand the question. Why, why, why are you of the opinion that it's anti-woman? Um, because of uh, what the guys were saying, like okay. 
just just because of the comments they were saying, even though I know that they they were possessed and mm-hmm. this was coming out, but mm-hmm. well, um, well, not that taxi dispatcher. He's just an asshole. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it's not glorifying this behavior. It's not saying that this behavior is appropriate, mm-hmm. or it's saying that this is. Uh, but you know, I'm saying it was anti- at the work. Yeah, exactly, and it was like. Okay. They're they're saying the absolute worst things that you could say, but I I watching it and like some people actually think this. A lot of people, you know, do. and yeah. they don't say it out loud. I'm just like, yeah, and it, it flip it for if a woman was doing the same thing to to a guy, same thing. I would be yeah, like, yeah. there are people that think this, but yeah. they're like, I would never say this out loud. Yeah, and I I took that as again, I didn't. Um, that's uncomfortable. It's very yeah, uncomfortable. Yeah. No, agreed. So I'm calling this the Donald Trump episode. <laughs> <laughs> so okay. Everyone knows. Um, yeah. By the way, Illyrio, you yeah. actually called it last last uh, episode that this was Billy was the person that uh, Angel broke out of the fiery cage. Before we got into joke territory, you actually called it right out the gate. So. Yes. I I, I I I imagined that it would it, he would have to come back at a certain point and when, as soon as you said Billy I was like oh that sounds like a stupid enough name for <laughs> someone who is trapped in a hell cage. Sounds um, like a you know, naked guy. Yeah, I'm, I'm I am I am a little upset it wasn't Billy from Press Gang, but whatever. <laughs> you can't get everything you want. Oh, I need to send my feedback in. Yeah, you better because we're gonna record soon. I don't know. I haven't talked to Chris yet. So, uh, Kim, you were a part of a, uh, a Lost podcast for a long time. So how is this first scene with uh, uh, Gavin and Lila for you? Well, because when I'm writing my notes, I know his name's Gavin, but I'm like, oh, and then Jin's in the office. <laughs> See, I just write DDK. Yeah. I always write DDK. Always, always. <laughs> So I was just like, Did oh, you I'm think that maybe Lila stole his watch or something? Or? <laughs> I know. It's just, stole his fucking just, watch. It trips me out when he has uh, the perfect American and I accent. know. It's so and wow. I'm so it sounds to, fake. Yeah, and I'm so used to his. I was like, he speaks English? What? Yeah. And he was, yeah. he was thinner. Like, he wasn't as buff. No. And so his, so, yeah. so, so his face is narrower. So it kind of because... looks like maybe his like skinny uncle, <laughs> <laughs> and not so much like him. But it's totally him, and it's awesome. I love it. I, I love that he's on the show. It's so great. Yeah, because my um my mom watches um Hawaii Five O. Ah, you mean and Bing so... Bing Five O? <laughs> sure. My, I, <laughs> Microsoft Five O. <laughs> A lot of Bing on that show. And I uh. In passing, I'm just like I can't. I can't even. It's not right. <laughs> His accent is wrong. It's totally wrong. I can't. It's it's ridiculous, but it's yeah. really great to have him on on TV, even if it was from many years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, Gavin can go yeah, escrow himself, guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Tim and uh, Jeffrey uh, both said that that this is this first scene is. Quite shocking and violent, but it actually got censored. Uh, Tim thought the whole uh, thing where Gavin ends up choking her at the end was mm-hmm. kind of lame. Really? Um, lame? Yeah. yeah, he said that the way they scripted this, it was so much more violent. He said there was like blood spray. And I was going to say, did they have to censor it because it was a little they too... Did. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I... Yeah. 
I, even watching it, I was thinking, oh, that that was a bit violent, and that was the tame, and that was the tame down version. Yeah. Well, I remember he was. He said um, that Gavin was pummeling her, and you know, mm. it was just a lot more shocking and violent um, than we see on the screen. Well, um, after we see her face, the result of it, we can just imagine that it was worse yeah. than what we saw. Oh I mean, yeah. He 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 went full Wilson Fisk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Less tears though. Yes. Uh, Um, and they said that um you know is billy making people act this way or accessing something within really it's up to the viewer oh like okay so i i came up with a term where is it okay here's the term where is it well i i took it as transkinetic misogyny (laughs) transkinetic misogyny is the term i invented um, I'm planning on putting this piece of paper in an envelope and mailing it to myself, registered mail, because when I was in grade school, that's what I was told you had to do if ever you had a demo on a, on an audio tape and you wanted to make sure no one stole your song. And so, yeah, so tra- transkinetic misogyny, where he transfers his misogyny onto others. I, I, mm-hmm. I believe that he is transferring his vile... Um, uh, misogynistic feelings uh, to other people. That's how I see it. Well, he said he didn't hate women; that he hated he men to too. Ugh. He liked to watch. I mean, I think he's sick and twisted, but mm-hmm. I think he's. I mean, I, personally, I don't think that every man is, you know, feels this way deep down inside. But I think that that's what I get that the show is saying. Oh, and really? It's just bring it, yeah. Oh, that's mm-hmm. interesting. I would well, have liked um, it if if he touched like anyone and it had that effect, male or female. But because it was just male, it made it much more uncomfortable oh, to watch. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I took it as if they were just being temporarily possessed. But then later on, when Wesley was all remorseful and was like, "That was something deep within me." I was See, like, that's that's really. Uh... Mm-hmm. No, I, yeah. I I I didn't like that bit because I just hope he's not going to well, be wrestling with this. As for members, as members, as members of the male gender living in uh, a, a Western society, there is an unconscious, if you would say, a a, a collective unconscious that exists uh, that is quite misogynistic. Um, we are we are constantly told that don't hit a girl. We are constantly told that women have to be treated differently and then um some people react to uh women wanting to be treated equally with violence uh because they're messed up um mm-hmm. our, our our society is always telling women how they should dress to prevent rape instead of telling kids when they're you know like boys when they're young don't rape um it's 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 always your fault right like like even when you're talking about the programs and initiatives that are apparently uh, positive that people get behind in schools, they 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 continually uh, talk about dress codes that are completely different for girls than they are for boys. They talk about things that they would never talk about for boys. So our society is uh, quite generally uh, misogynistic. Um, a lot of people uh, don't like hearing that. Um, you might want to pull up your big boy pants um, and big girl pants. I don't want to be too sexist, but it's <laughs> our, our culture is very misogynistic t- 
from from the beginning. So whether or not it's accessing something within Wesley or accessing something that Wesley just is a part of collectively because he lives in the society, I think he's being too hard on himself at the end. Well, Fred, mm-hmm. Fred even says to him, it, it's something that was done to you. It's yeah. not something that was inside you. Um, and that was, I remember on the commentary, they say that was done deliberately. Um, the scene before Angel yeah. pretty much just the opposite, but then... You know, so it's it's really. Oh just... gosh, you want to get into you want to get. I have the whole I have the whole quote here. <laughs> All right, let's do it. Let's analyze. Sorry, analyze. I mean analyze. <laughs> um, okay. Um, uh, Fred says that the male violence is not something in Wesley, but something that was done to him. Therein, to me, lies the theme to this episode. Is man primarily not a misogynist, but a barbarian? Is it a choice that we have to make to civilize ourselves? Or does a spark of civilization already exist? Well, that premise is wrong. That's that's not what's that 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 that's that's bullshit, is what that is. That's not understanding the problem in our culture. The problem in our culture isn't that men are barbarians, the 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 you know, the men are from Mars, women are for Venus bullshit. It's it's that uh, our our culture continually um, uh, exposes men specifically, but everyone to this idea that women can be property, um, y- and 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 then all of a sudden, when that strikes a chord, uh, and you know people say actually no, it shouldn't be this way. People get all ruffled. It's 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 not about men being barbarians. It's about we live in a culture where women are considered property, um, practically furniture in certain circles. Um, you can go, you can go to a club in downtown here in Montreal and 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 and, and order from a menu. You know, um, it's 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 really difficult to kind of listen to this claptrap. I don't care if you wrote the episode; he's wrong. It's not about men being barbarians. It's about if if you're going to talk about how we're all. Um, potential victims to Billy's influence. It isn't about some kind of genetic code that has us wanting to beat up women. It's that uh, we're culturally inculcated into thinking that women owe us something because we're constantly told that women owe us something. Why? Why am I being sold beer with boobs? Why are boobs being used to sell me beer? Beer doesn't come out of boobs. Yeah. Well, that's just like my husband's watching the episode, and he's like, "I wonder if, if." Uh... Cordelia, if uh, oh my gosh, what's her name? I'm blanking on her name. Charisma Carpenter. Charisma Carpenter realizes that she's there to get guys to what? That her boobs are out constantly. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's true. <laughs> I mean, she wears <laughs> sexy outfits, but she's not just there for guys to watch. Um, she probably is. That is probably that's true. probably the vast major. That's probably the majority of the reason why she's there. You know, they get they they uh, on, on Buffy. They put Dawn on to get younger viewers. They put sexy girls on for teenage guys to watch. I mean, it's just it's true. It's what they call in the industry the fap factor, Robin. Mm. Fap. Yes, it's it's co- it's a colloquial term for masturbation. Oh. Yes. <laughs> Yes, but that's what it's called. It's I, I'm not making this up. This is not a joke. They call it the fap factor, where the 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 attractiveness of a female co-star is 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 integral to hitting a specific demographic. 
it's not an accident that Charisma Carpenter was cast in the first place ever. And it's definitely not an accident that she's being asked to wear. I mean, you know, those aren't the clothes she wore in Off the Street, guys. <laughs> right? right? The, the wardrobe right. department gets notes from the producers. The producers get, get notes from network that, people. You know, That's the wardrobe, though. I'm saying yeah. that, you know, she's actually talented. Oh, I'm not yeah. saying she's not yeah, talented. Yeah, she's very funny. But but the, the reason why she's allowed to be on television is because she will attract uh, a, a a certain demographic. That's the only reason why she's on TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So well, like, um, I'm not taking yeah, anything away from her. Many, many. You know, it's like different. David is David Boreanaz is only there because of that. Then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like it, 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 you wouldn't cast Robin Williams as Angel. Mm. Because he wouldn't, he wouldn't reach the same demographic, right? So, so we're constantly being given these 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 sexual motivations for things that have nothing to do with sex. <laughs> and then, you know, the 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 kind of ridiculous uh, presumption of being owed sex and being owed whatever affections a woman would have to give you is 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 part of a cultural situation as well that different men respond to differently mostly based on how they're raised i think that's a really important point yeah. right and that, i think that's you know getting back to the original point i think that's what tim's saying like from from like if culture wasn't affecting us is man does man you know are are man just barbarians on their own or like, is no. there still stability within to pull yourself together and respect other people? All you have to do is go to any university wine and cheese and I'll show you a room full of non-barbarians. <laughs> they would be quite the opposite of barbarians. Uh, but, you know, I, but then we, we will like put ourselves in the categories of jocks versus nerds, right? Mm-hmm. You know, we can go down that row, and and but you know, in gamer, if, if Gamergate proves anything, is that there are assholes in all walks of life. Uh, people that should know better, who should be more progressive because they're nerdier. Apparently, they aren't. Like they'll still treat women like shit because they can get away with it. The only, the only, the only reason why a man does anything nasty to a woman is because he can get away with it. That's the only reason why. And our society has been predicated on this imbalance of power and this kind of, well, she must have done something. That, 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 that bit, and I'm paraphrasing, but that bit in the episode was the most telling part of the episode. That guy was not touched by Billy and he thinks that way. And the reason why he thinks that way, and the reason why almost nobody's going to say anything, although Angel does, which is great, although he can, he says get it, he says to the other guy, "Get out of here," right? But the thing is, Angel, but but in this episode, Angel is attacking violence against women with violence, which is really disappointing. <laughs> like every well, at every turn, uh, well, not. <laughs> Yes, agreed. And and that's what our hero is going to do. And I, I granted that's that's the way the show is laid out. That's the way it's going to work. I understand. But the the fact that there's all this violence against women, whether it be the direct violence that we're witnessing or the indirect violence with people basically being um um people condoning it or making excuses for it, right? Um that the, the way he deals with it is with more violence, which is really really terrible. Um but I guess it's kind of like the most visceral response that most people want to have towards that anyway. Uh, Gun was my favorite part of this episode, you guys. Uh-huh. <laughs> he was absolutely fantastic. <laughs> 
we saw him for a very little amount of time. But boy, that was so poignant. She could have killed him. <laughs> she but... totally could have killed him. <laughs> and when the hell did she have time to set up that Rube Goldberg thing? <laughs> I know. She's the smartest, most resourceful. She's MacGyver, you guys. S-O-D, S-O-D. No, I'm fine. I was a huge fan of MacGyver. So Billy is a congressman's, not son, but nephew. Right. I was really, I was, I I was finished writing son when he said my nephew. I was upset. I had to scratch that out. Who were they insinuating that that could be? Oh, I don't know. Kennedy's? Oh, because of Chappaquiddick? Yeah, I guess. I mean, that's the most famous example. Uh, funny enough, uh, Billy, the actor that plays Billy, uh, hasn't been in a lot of things, uh, Justin Shelton, uh, but he does appear later in Buffy the Vampire Slayer uh, in the season seven episode, Empty Places, um, and he plays basically one of the cops that are affected by the hell. Oh, really? Beating residents. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. The actor's name is Justin Shelton. I was looking earlier, his, like his grandfather was... A very popular popular he worked a lot his his grandfather was an actor like in the 50s or 60s maybe so back to the beginning of this episode were they playing playstation <laughs> i don't know what they're playing they look like PlayStation. I but i love that they're sitting at the these these people are free like the friend the uh their relationships between each other they're not just you know it's not just whatever's going on with the case. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it's funny that Wesley has invited them all over there because he just wanted to invite Fred over. Uh-huh. I love um I love Angel being petty as well about being beaten by a gun on whatever game they're playing. And um I always love that side of Angel. It's just so funny. That, to that me. side of Angel is surfacing about once an episode. And I'm, oh, I'm the, worried that it's a crutch now. <laughs> and that we're just like, just, oh, that angel. <laughs> I love that. It, I'll, l- l- listen to Angel be the, all vain. During the, uh, the, the, the part where they talk about Angel being melodramatic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was just like, oh, Angel the narcissist. You know? yeah, angel the narcissist. <laughs> uh, he, if someone thinks he's fat, he gets upset. Yeah. Um, oh, he's so funny. He is very funny. Um, <laughs> yeah, but about so, uh, about Wesley liking Fred, in the past couple of episodes, we've gotten some looks from Wesley, and you didn't know if it was just, oh, I feel, you know, I feel sympathetic towards her. And now we see that it's... He's got a crush. He, yeah. I was, I was convinced a gun was going to... Me too. Have the thing for Fred from earlier on. Yeah. Maybe they they're all going to be in love with her, and then Cordelia's going to be like, "What the hell, guys? <laughs> <laughs> I'm the one that yeah. I'm the one that posed for Playboy. I mean, come on. Isn't that in the future? <laughs> Probably. Or had she yeah. already done that? I don't know. I don't know what um, I'm talking about. So yeah, the powers that be slept in. Yeah, they gave they send Cordy a, a, a week old vision. What the hell, guys? <laughs> I mean, that's the worst. Yeah. Well, it's just just basically telling her, like, you know, you, you caused this, you know. 
you're a part of this. I don't yeah, know. I didn't get that at all. I thought that her guilt was really unfounded and, and pathetic. She had nothing to do with that. She was suffering at home, in bed, covered in festering boils or whatever. Mm. Scar tissue. You know, it's not her fault. I really dislike that in fiction when a character who has absolutely no reason whatsoever to feel blame puts blame on themselves. What the hell? Is is she like Catholic or something? Is Cordelia Chase Catholic? <laughs> if you're Catholic uh, and you and you suffer from uh, self-imposed guilt, please write in and let us know because uh, pretty sure that's a requirement. Um, and it's said in the commentary that there was some controversy on the inter- on the internet, which Tim Minear says never go to. Uh, <laughs> And that uh, Angel even said that, you know, he wasn't to blame. And then, you know, people on the Internet were saying that actually he was. He broke him out. So, yeah, whatever. But his hands were, t- it was, you know, he was going to catch 22. Yeah, well, they said he did what, the, what he had to do to save Cordy. That's, yeah. that's basically what it was. I think Cordy says it better later on when she's talking to Lila and says that, you know, you you're the one responsible for this and um, I, I think so I think if anyone's responsible for you know what Billy's been doing it's definitely Lila and Wolfram and Hart I don't think yeah. it's either Angel or Cordy uh, it's probably Billy well yeah him too <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, there was there was a scene cut by the way they were going to the, did you notice it was kind of weird that Wesley like brought this huge file with a bunch of pictures in, and he's like, oh, I just uh, bought it. Oh, yeah, he, of, he, he bought it. Reasons. Off of uh, Craigslist? No, it's too early for, for Craigslist. I don't know. But originally, there was a scene of Angel and Wesley getting a file from an informant at a diner. Nice. And, oh, and... no. Was it a CG character? <laughs> I, well, I don't know. It might have been something weird, because the informant apparently, out from his jacket comes a third hand, with a oh, gun. it's Dexter Jester. Yeah, Dexter. and he's like, he's like, three ants are better than one. And oh, that's so bad. I'm so happy they cut that. Gun turned around in a booth behind the informant with a crossbow and said, actually, six hands are better than three. Oh, that's the worst. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, man. I guess they were they were, they were were a fan of the scene, but the, they had to cut it for cost because, you know, the extra... Hello. Remember, you know, so they had to cut it for cost because of the extra what? You know, the extra set, the extra cast member. Oh, okay. Um. So this uh, first scene where Angel uh, goes to Lila's apartment. Guys... Angel hates doors. That's what I have written down here. <laughs> <laughs> I think one of Angel's best friends is a door repair man. <laughs> yeah, Angel, I'll be over. Uh... So wait, Robin just. Can Tim not write these uh, these scenes with Lila? Because didn't Josh write both of the, both of them? I have the story behind that from the commentary. Okay. Uh, Josh I wrote both story. scenes with, with Lila because Aha! he wanted. I knew it. Wanted... Sorry, I'm clipping. Aha! I knew it. Why the did shoot, you know it? Because the shoe talk later. <laughs> <laughs> Josh wanted Tim to come to his house to read Shakespeare because it's a thing that they they used to do together. Um, and uh, Tim was in the middle of writing Billy and Josh said he'd take two scenes to help him out. And he said, and Tim basically said, oh, I, 
you can do the ones with Lila. Lila and Angel and Lila and Cordy. So. Oh. I like that reveal of her coming out of the dark and you, know, you see her face for she the first like time. She looks like shit. Yeah, and you can see that no matter how bad Wolferman Hart makes Angel mad, he still, you know, he would protect Lila. Well, unless he's choking her out. Yeah. Am I the only one who remembers this? <laughs> yeah, oh, no, me too. I was like, man, I wish they'd comment on that, you know? Like, when I was choking you out, it was like, it was like, I, you know, I wasn't really going to really hurt you. This guy really deserves to get his ass beat. But then they had sex. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, but that was that was Ron Howard's that was dad. Play. <laughs> um, I think... Oh, good. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just moving on to the next scene. Oh, I, I just thought I'd say uh, before we go to the next scene. I think Stephanie Stephanie Romanoff uh, is really good in that scene as well, because um, you can tell. I mean, Angel even says you're shaking, but you can see just how much of you know how she's really trying her best to hide how shaken up she is by this. And uh, she's not going to let it, you know, she's not going to let it break her, but she's, she's sort of, uh, I don't know what the right phrase Putting is. Putting on the facade. Yeah. Like sort of dangling by thread sort of thing. You know, yeah. she's trying everything she can to not, not be vulnerable in front of Angel. Um, so the next scene is at the Blim estate. Okay, Blim. I kept writing Bloom. What's his name? Blim. B-L-I-M? Yeah. That's a stupid name. Billy Bloom would have been better. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this location was a previous resident of an L.A. mayor, uh, Richard Reardon, hmm. I think. I guess before that, a major rap star, but they couldn't remember which one it was. <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, this family, I guess, knows all about Billy's secret and just is kind of locked him in his own place. And he's called the cops in order to uh, basically get a get an escort out of. Out yeah, of the, I mean, I was sure they were going to arrest Angel. Why Anyone did they else? call the cops? I didn't think they would arrest him. No. Oh, well, Billy, Billy called the cops because he wanted to be arrested. Because mm-hmm. he yeah. told them about a murder victim, and because he knew about it, because he made some guy murder someone, probably that old couple, um, uh, and so they wanted to invest. I don't know, maybe something else. Uh, so they were so, arresting him. It's reminding me so much of Jessica Jones. Oh, don't oh. say anything. I haven't started yet. Oh, have you watched the making of a murderer? Oh no, no. Oh, yeah, I watched all of that. I watched all of it. I was like, Ugh. I couldn't get into it. I think I've just I've had enough of true crime. I, I haven't, haven't seen any of it yet. Oh. But uh, apparently there's stuff that they left out that that I think they're gonna do another follow up on. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, I'm not gonna ruin it. But yeah, yeah I keep stuff they left I keep out. seeing articles over and over about how oh, this is what they left out. This is what they didn't uh-huh. mention. Hmm. It's frustrating if you do watch so, it. But anyways, back on Angel. <laughs> Angel's got quite the vertical capabilities. <laughs> I wrote that Angel. Angel displaying his parkour. He, he should play for the Clippers. <laughs> yeah, they said that you know they're. 
they're talking about Angel's powers, and they said that uh, <laughs> you know they, they don't want to like make it seem like Angel can just like fly away at moments' notice. Like that when they did the stunt, they made sure to have him like Mike Massa touches touches feet on the top of the gate as he's going over it. You know why doesn't mm-hmm. he just turn into a bat? Because <laughs> these vampires can't do that. There we go. Uh, why? Um, it's been like <laughs> almost. It's been five and a half years podcasting about this universe, and this is the first time I've posed this question. Why doesn't Angel just turn into a bat? Uh, I believe we've already covered an episode in the Whedon universe where a vampire did turn into a bat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not old enough because he's not royalty. Yeah, is that what we're saying? Yeah, he's not the count. <laughs> the count. <laughs> Um, blah, I, also, I also like that Billy is so cocky that he's like, oh, yeah, you have a standing invite. Come on in anytime you want, you know? That was insane. Um, so, oh, by the way, the writers also said that uh, they always, they didn't write this in, but they always just thought that Billy had a demon mother and whoever his father was, was like a human and that's why he's like a half breed, and that the human side of him is actually the evil side. But that, mm. that's not in the episode at all. So. That's also not how genetics works. Well, <laughs> you ever had a, you ever heard of half demon childs, ch- childs children? Um, oh yeah, I know a few of them. <laughs> well, Depending the, on the um... day, I'm raising a couple. <laughs> well, ironically, they're all guys. I Actually, remember, uh, evidence tells me otherwise. <laughs> Steven, I keep done. reading articles on Facebook and how I'm going to be happy that I have all these issues with my daughter. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Eventually. <laughs> sorry, Stephen, go. Oh, sorry. I was just going to say, um, uh, the, originally the story was also that the uh, father had raped the demon so that, you know, um, again, uh, like they were saying, you know, the, the father being the bad guy, the uh, the human being the bad guy, the mother being the demon, and that mm. Billy came from uh, him raping the woman. Mm. Yeah, again, not how genetics mm. works, but that's been yeah. seen before. I think um, is it in Nightmare on Elm Street that that's kind of the premise. Robin, would you know, Stephen? Anyone? <laughs> I don't watch horror movies. You know? Okay, where's Chris when I need him? Okay. What do you mean? Like, what? Uh, it wasn't the premise that the... Freddy Krueger's mother was a nun who was raped? Raped like uh, a thousand times. Like a thousand that sounds times. Familiar. Crazy yeah. People. yeah. Yeah, she got all that crazy sperm. Yeah, and apparently, again, that's not how genetics works either. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Uh, so, back at the hotel, Angel prepares to go all Terminator to oh my God. <laughs> Billy out of the. You, like, took my quote, but I don't care because it was the best quote. Oh, sorry. No, it was great. It was great. Um, so break him out of the human prison to put him back in the flamey one. And, uh, Fred hears on the scanner that the uh, patrol car never made it. So we go to the patrol car. Fred was totally World War II working on the Enigma machine. Uh, with his headphones and concentrating. It was awesome. That was another great part of the commentary was, uh, Jeffrey Bell was like, so where the hell did they get the scanner from? And Tim's like... They got it in the episode Somnambulous in the first season where they took it out of a police car. And then they're like, oh, wait, uh, the Angels headquarters blew up at the end of that season. Well, maybe Wesley took it home with him. And 
<laughs> Wesley has had it since the beginning because that's how he, as a re- rogue demon hunter, would catch wind of things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Wesley finds that the attacking officer got shot and the female officer was taken to the hospital and Gunn leaves to talk to her. And uh, we see some of Bully's blood on the scene and Wesley... Uh, <laughs> he basically uses a Starbucks napkin <laughs> without like, wearing gloves. <laughs> He's using the Fox Mulder approach to forensic science. <laughs> I didn't lick it. I'm surprised didn't he it. didn't lick it. <laughs> uh, Tim says Wesley is very dumb in his handling of blood and touched it for plot reasons. Sue us <laughs> it's television you get paid for. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> very dumb. Well, also, um, the, that, I was going. I also um, a few years ago, I got the shooting script for this episode off eBay. And nice, it's, um, nice. <laughs> yeah, nice and it's the, it, it's from one of the sound people, and it's like got all multicolored pages, like golden. Those are the best. Yeah, so it's the actual thing, and um, uh, the scripts for Buffy and Angel usually have great stage directions in them, and in the scene when. Um, Angel goes flying off over the building when Wesley gets the blood. Um, there's a great stage direction for it, which says, um, Wesley's POV, the dark figure of Angel just just disappearing over a roof and in brackets, all around the corner. Point is, he ain't Superman, but we get that the cat can cook when he wants to. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, awesome. Uh, so we go back to the hotel and Cordy's packing up. Yeah, for and... she's out to go get some cigarettes, I think. <laughs> <laughs> you got to bring a taser and crossbow going on. Yeah. Um, and, have we uh, had a have we had a funny accidental tasering scene yet in this show? No. Hmm. No. All right. Good. Not ac- not accidental. No, no, no. That, <laughs> that what's, what's coming pretty... up? What's coming up too? Is fantastic. <laughs> That looked pretty deliberate. <laughs> yeah, totally. Fred tries talking her out of it, uh, but Cordy is... I don't want to steal anybody's quote. So, um, as, one... sorry, as, as soon as Cordy is set to leave, this is when I write down in my notes, oh no, it's not what I thought that Angel would be influenced by Billy and go after Cordy. It's that Wesley is going to go after Fred, and I immediately started dreading the rest of this episode. Uh, yep. And it's set up so perfectly at the beginning with Wesley's just complete, you know, like meekness around Fred and just damn you foreshadowing. And it's so tragic too, you know. He just oh, he's crushing on her, and uh, yeah, wow. Here we go. <laughs> Well, it, we get to we do, we do another Lila's apartment uh, scene first. Um, and, <laughs> Cordy was amazing uh, in this scene. Cordy, yeah. Can I come in? Oh wait, I'm not a vampire. Barges in. <laughs> that was awesome. Calls out her badly reapplied mascara. Yeah. Lila's been crying. And then they talk about shoes and upcoming shoe trends. And oh my mm. god, they're coming out in the spring. Oh, Joss. He's dropping pink. Yeah. Or something. Yep. Regardless. She talks about how helpless she felt. Yeah. Uh, and that Lila's going to be feeling pretty helpless 
you know, stop Billy pretty much. Yeah. Uh, what I loved we... is Lila bringing up uh, Lindsay. Yeah. I'm no Lindsay. I don't switch sides whenever it gets tough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was great. Um, according to the commentary, and I, I didn't check this, but I'm just going to take their word for it. They said that this, they think this is the first time that Cordy and Lila have ever met. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely it is. It was, okay. it, it was awesome. It was awesome. I, like, I loved every second three. of it. I thought it was great. Cordy is much more than comic relief. And so, uh, it's uh, a little bit odd, but it works out really well. Yeah. <clears throat> so this next scene is the cabbie scene. And I'll just say, uh, Tim said that he was uh, in the middle of writing this scene when he got a call in the morning of September 11th that uh, the Twin Towers just got hit. Oh, he says you'll never forget it, basically. So this is a scene he was writing when... Uh, and he was kind of glad that he could go back to being distracted by writing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, um, so. also in that scene, um, I, in the uh, flash cut precedes it i think they've done this in episodes before and uh and since but there's a uh, a few behind the scenes shots from the scene in the flash cuts and uh if you pause it like i did you can see a shot of tim Minear on the location directing <laughs> the scene that's great oh wow so that's the cut between which scene and which scene Stephen? um it's it's the cut between the um the Lila and Cordy scene and the beginning of the cabbie scene. So it's just at the start of the, uh, of the cab driver scene. And it's just, it's actually just behind the scene shot from the, from that very scene. Cool. I'm going to go back and check that, <laughs> that out. That is awesome. I, yeah, I'm pretty I, sure. I've wanted to do that too. I read that as yeah, well. Yeah. I only found out cause I read on the internet. I'm pretty sure they've done it in other episodes before and, and since, um, although I can't recall which ones at the moment. Take a little Easter egg. So we go to this party. It's the congressman's son, Dylan, and uh, gorillas are playing. And Tim Minear calls this set the Saved by the by the Bell apartment. He hated this. Thing. <laughs> 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 yes, um, but Christopher Paloha. Yes. Yes. What? One Two? Of- Christopher Palaha. I, I heard you. But what? <laughs> okay, the cousin or whoever yeah, yeah. is uh, playing Paloha. The congressman's son. Yes. He was on Ringer with Sarah Michelle Gellar. Yep, one of her co-stars. He was on whatever show that recently with Rain Wilson. He's hot. Oh, uh, the Office? Yes, he, uh, uh, the, the show that didn't show. last very long. The Office? No, that was like the Bone Show. Ah, I see. Uh-huh. He was. What was the? What was that show about? The kid Nothing. that was adopted. Life unexpected. Life unexpected. Oh, was that where there's a lesbian couple and one of them's a cop? What show was that? That's the Fosters. Okay. Maybe. Yeah, or yeah, yeah. Something like that. Never mind. But anyway, I like. Christopher Palua? Yeah. Is that how you say it? I have no idea. Yeah. He was also also in um, an episode of Dollhouse. And uh, a few months ago, I saw him in um, a movie written and directed by Marco Rosenbaum um, called Back in the Day. And (laughs) Marina Baccarin from Firefly was also in that. Nice. Yeah. Uh, 
so yeah, this uh, this couple is making out, and Billy is just like uh, all irritated about the PDA, and uh, yeah, you kind of think it's going to head somewhere, but it really doesn't. <laughs> yeah, uh, but... I, it felt like there was another scene in there somewhere, mm-hmm. but I don't know. It's I think it was playing on the expectations on when Angel shows up later, what he's going to see when he walks in. True. Um, First, we have to go to the hotel where Wesley and Fred are getting a little close over the microscope. I wrote here, microscope closeness is so sexy. <laughs> yeah, I Snapchat. I Snapchatted it. Nice. <laughs> I don't know what I, I don't know what I'm doing with Snapchat, but I Are you are I you did. are you Steph Smith on Snapchat? Probably. I added you yesterday. By <laughs> I'm late to the get to know uh well, stuff on I just, snapchat angle. i just wanted to um see what my kid was doing on snapchat so. oh, that's a good idea uh, and yeah um i don't want to steal anybody's quote so i won't say it but wesley starts acting increasingly short with fred and uh he's more of a dick really irritated that he's just being a dick yeah <laughs> About, uh, you know, that she's she lies to him about Cordy. Yeah. What did Cordelia have to do with uh, saliva? I guess because she's dumb and she drools. Oh, okay. <laughs> Nothing. Oh, okay. Or, or maybe he makes, she makes uh, Wesley drool. Yeah. <laughs> I, I doubt that. Remember, they, 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 they tried that in Buffy and they had no chemistry? Yeah, yeah but we're talking about... Uh, I, I, there's a guy, there's a guy at the airport who I think is the hottest thing since sliced bread. Zero chemistry because he's dumb as a bag of rocks. <laughs> so I can, Are I you can insulting bags of rocks right now? <laughs> so I can appreciate being attracted to somebody <laughs> and having zero chemistry. So. <laughs> So Fred tries to wander away to call Cordy, but Wesley makes her sit down and announces that there's going to be changes, no more provocative outfits, stops waving it in his face, unless, you know, she wants him to take it. Uh, All right. Okay. That's enough. That's enough. Here's the problem, guys. All of this is gross. Everything about it makes me. Everything about this is super, super gross. Did he say, didn't your parents teach you better than this? To teach mm-hmm. you that what men expected or, or something mm-hmm. like that? Well, again, it's that, whole, it's that whole thing I was bitching about earlier. We're constantly yeah. telling women how they should change what they wear because they don't want to uh, provoke rape. You can't provoke rape. Rape is something committed by someone else. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is so stupid. This is so dumb, but it's still a widely held belief that women have to control the way they behave and what they wear so Uh that men won't attack them. Fuck you. Um, I think Uh I'm the only person in my office that believes that Bill Cosby should be in prison. Oh, my God. Everybody. Well, those women went to his his, uh, hotel room. They knew what to expect. Maybe they didn't want tea. Maybe they didn't want to be drugged. Yeah. I mean, how sick do you have to be? It's ridiculous. They knew that they were hanging out with a married man, and he was he who is who he is. 
Yeah, but that's still that you're not consenting to sexual assault. Yeah. No, 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 no. I'm not saying that, but they they must have had the the inkling and the expectation that that was going to happen again. Like Steph said, they didn't expect to be drugged. But yeah, I'm I mean, sure a bunch of them went up going, hey, regardless, I'm going to bang. Regardless. Gonna bang regardless. Phil. They, regardless. they could have been walking around naked in his in his hotel room. Yeah. That's not consent. No, no, know? but I'm saying uh, he didn't have to do that because I'm pretty sure that they all would have given it up to him or a majority of them because they knew what they were getting into. I'm saying it wrong, but I'm just I, like, I think I get what you're saying. <laughs> I, I don't think that he had to resort to, to well, those tricks. I'm pretty know, sure he did. I don't know why they went to his uh, uh, hotel room. I think I he know. wanted to show them some picture pages. <laughs> That's probably what he said anyway. No. I, that totally came out wrong, but I know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> I hear you. I know what I'm trying to say. I don't sound like an idiot. Guys, come on. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, yeah. so the, going con- the content here is, is really, you know, hard to hear and stuff, but I really, what I dig about this episode is the tension, like just the building and the fact that this is, this is not a side of Wesley we've ever seen before. And it's scary. Like mm. well, it really put, went out to make like a scary episode. I, I would contend it's not a side of Wesley, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Not seen him right. behave yeah, like yeah, this. yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. Uh, okay, yeah. Better put that way. We have never seen Wesley act like this ever. No. <laughs> and uh, and it's and it's super scary. I mean, he's always um, the the most righteous one. Yeah. And by the way, when they get to the part where um, you know, he he knocks her down onto the stairs and then she runs up and he says that little joke. Both the writers are like, that was where the, we did the joke. Uh, and they're like, yep. <laughs> like they were, like they, they, would, yeah, that, they even felt bad about that. That was egregious stuff. and unnecessary. And I'm surprised yeah. I got through. Actually, I'm not surprised I got past the censors because censors are probably guys and guys are assholes. Yeah. <laughs> but they're not barbarians. <laughs> Um, so I stand by that we, fact, but barbarian is something very specific, everyone. You can't just start <laughs> calling people Visigoths. <laughs> um, meanwhile, at uh, the Save by the Bell set, uh, <laughs> Dylan has no problem inviting Angel in, and surprisingly, there isn't a bloodbath here. And Dylan, it's because Dylan knows the rules that his family has set up for Billy to keep him away from pets and girlfriends and don't let him. <laughs> Um, and then we get this, <laughs> find out that Cordy's already been there and said that a okay. melodramatic guy might show up too. Point of order. Oh, so Point of order. Cordy is, is, uh, a better detective than Angel. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have any idea. Like, I, I don't understand how they didn't stumble across each other because. Mm-hmm. Oh, because Cordy the- didn't stop to, to, to threaten a cabbie. He, she just stopped, got the information, and left. That's no, she it? got her, her info from Lila, and then went to Guy's apartment, and then oh, realized he right, wasn't right. there, and then went after him. You're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Shouldn't dilly dally. <laughs> um. So Billy has gone to the airport. Um. Meanwhile, back at the hotel, it's very much my rest of my notes are like hotel, airport, hotel, airport. Um. 
Wesley calls out to Fred as he looks with for her with an axe. And I wrote here that the score is great. Really creepy. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, oh, this, the fact that he's announcing himself not like a schoolboy, but he's a man. Mm. Uh, and that she's hiding and laughing at him, like even the serpents. And... Mm. Oh, God. <sighs> yes. When he said something about you think you're connected to life because you bleed, I wanted to just like <laughs> jump through my television and drop kick him. Like, yeah. uh, like uh, it just made my skin crawl. Oh, yeah. Oh, is that that close up on him? And he's uh, like, I'll make you bleed. Oh, creepy. Disgust. Like, ugh. But um, he grabs her from under a bed and. Uh, Hold on. No, he doesn't. He, no, he flips the flips mattress, the box spring, the box spring <laughs> off, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and grabs her by the neck and flings her up. I mean, guys, it's like I understand that. you're portraying Wesley as a horrible human right now who wants <laughs> to do horrible things to Fred, and he's mm-hmm. being the worst specimen of a male that you can have, which goes totally counter to his usual character. But it, there was some excessive things here. They didn't right. have to go as far as they did. And I huh. I understand why they went that far. Because it, had they not gone as far as they did and as creepy as they did and as abhorrent as they did, um, I would not have bucked. I would not have bat an eyelash. At, I, I, I would know that everything would be okay. But because of how brutal it was... I felt real tension there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It wasn't like, oh, why are you doing this? Nothing's going to happen to them. I I wrote here in my notes, Wesley better not rape her. No. Yeah. no they wouldn't know. The show would not be that dark, would but, it? Well, I mean, the Days of Our Lives, uh, Jack raped Kayla. I'm just yeah, saying. Yeah. And that's like at 1 p.m. So, you know. Um, One Life to Live. Um, I remember a rape storyline that caught my attention during my college years. I can't remember who the characters were. College years. Uh, It's just how graphic it was. It wasn't just like, oh, he grabbed her by the arms and like was shoved her against the wall. But no, he grabbed her by the neck. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And like, uh, and yeah, he kissed her hard. Yeah. Yeah. And then then she gets uh, rusty nails and a kick to the nards. Yep. And uh, yeah, yeah, Wesley's got. I guess uh, she attended a a brief uh, self defense course uh, while in Pylea. <laughs> uh, at the airport, Cordy has tracked Billy down in the runway, and uh, she introduces herself. And Billy says that she's here to whine, and she uh-huh. tases him and pulls out the crossbow, and she says she's bringing him back again. More sod, because there's no way. Just walk out onto the tarmac oh, of an airport uh, of a private yeah. airport. Uh, no but that's way. A private, that, but that's a private airfield. Uh, no, it's no. That's a private <laughs> airfield, Kim. Yeah, like the airport I work at looks exactly like yeah, the one and, in the and, show. And you have one there security is gate. Absolutely no way. You just walk out. No, but you have one security <laughs> gate, right? We have like twelve security checkpoints. Twelve security have, checkpoints for a private like, airport. Like, you have these special scan cards you have to go through specific doors. Is you're this, allowed. Is this entry. a private airport though, or private airfield, or is it? This is Buttonville Airport. 
But it's Which an I don't know if that means airport? anything to you. Yeah, it's the, it's the eighth busiest one in Canada. Okay, no, see, what I'm thinking is <laughs> yeah. that this is one of these private airports where people just no. fly in their private planes. Well, that, because that, you can get into like... one of those really easily. No, you cannot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like one of these private plane airports. Like there's usually no. just just like one security gate. How about yeah. like and then people just go from their car to you, their plane? Yeah, yeah. A lot of people just literally go from their car to their plane. They have, just have to show like one credential at the security gate, oh. and that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like it's nothing bigger than like a Lear two or something. You know, like those like little like private jets. You know? They mentioned that in the commentary, though. I mean, and Jeff Jeffrey Bell said that, oh, it's just a private airport. And he's, and Tim's like, well, we weren't really expecting 9-11. We were That's true. Yeah, yeah that's I guess true. so, too. I mean, what that did. That was said before. Uh, that was like when I was watching. The dog and pony show that we call airport security was implemented. <laughs> when, I, when I watched Alias for the first time. Oh, such a great show. <laughs> Jennifer Garner's Alias character. Just puts on a pink wig and was like, "Oh, can I borrow your passport?" Yeah, that <laughs> doesn't happen. Rimbaldi <laughs> cast coming twenty twenty. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, so back at the hotel, the horror hotel of horrors, mm. uh, Fred runs desperately around the unfinished floors of the Hyperion and right into Gun. Yay! Uh, yay. In my notes, I was like, "Where the hell is Gun?" Well, you know, There's they, gun. they said that they were thinking about writing the scene with gun. Gun had to go was going to, was going to check on that beaten police officer at the uh, hospital. Mm. Um, but they they decided not to write the scene because it, it works better that you just kind of forget about him and he shows up to save Fred. That's mm-hmm. true. Mm-hmm. For, a, for a moment. <laughs> uh, so back to the airport. <laughs> Um, Billy protests that he doesn't hate women. They're just, you know, whores who think they're superior. <laughs> no bigs. Uh, and uh, that's when Angel shows up and he thinks he's saving Cordy, but Billy uh, lays the double whammy on him and we're like, oh no! Uh, so at the hotel, Gunn and Fred find a room to board themselves up in as Wesley smashes on the door, a la Jack Torrance. And Gunn realizes, hey, that bloody handprint that I was looking at, oh, man. I grabbed that, too. Yeah, because it's been a step. They said earlier in the episode that it may, the effects may take longer to affect some men mm-hmm. than the others. Uh, do you know how how much I was praying for a bit of Angela? Oh, yeah. Uh, I was, I was, I, I knew exactly. I was like, yes, yes. No. Yeah, in the next scene, though, we find out that Billy has no power over him, and they start to uh, they start to fight. And uh, meanwhile, Gunn's bellowing at Fred to knock him out with his chair leg. She hits him <laughs> once. He gets pissed off about it, and then she hits him again, which puts him down. But yeah, Gun Gun turning scary was pretty intense. Too. Yeah, but he was self aware enough to do the right thing, man. It was awesome. Yeah. But I still don't know why she didn't. I loved loved him fighting it, you know. But I still don't know why she didn't jump out the window and then because get out of there because broken legs. They were on the sixth floor. There's several stories. (laughs) They were in room six something. Oh. Um. At the airport, Billy supercharges himself somehow by slapping the pavement and then begins to beat the hell out of Angel. Yeah. What? What was that? What? He was harnessing his demon self, his demon side. 
Yeah, they, they his eyes started glowing. They need to have something. It was either know, that or something. he was finally reaching the Sith that uh, deep inside <laughs> him. Yeah. Yeah, they said that Billy needed to fight Angel somehow, so they, they needed some way for him to power up. And just did. <laughs> power up. Um, power up. Cordy prepares to shoot Billy with a crossbow, but Lila puts two bullets in his head and walks away. Badass. And Stephanie Romanoff says that this was one of her favorite Lila moments. And uh, back at the hotel, Wesley finally gets through. Fred's hiding. And uh, he starts talking about, you know, how stupid she is. Hold on. Can we go back for a second? Oh, please. Um, After Lila shoots Billy, there really should have been a shot of Angel going, say hi to Skip for me. (laughs) Uh, That that should have happened. And it didn't. And that made me sad. Oh, that would have been awesome. Um, so, uh, yeah, Wesley talks about how she's retreats to dark places and instead of running outside to be safe and, uh, Fred apologizes to Wesley and says that he also forgot that she likes to build things and she totally home alones him. <laughs> you mean sky falls. You mean sky falls. <laughs> yeah. Sky falls. I, uh, uh and- I wrote in my, sorry, I wrote in my notes, um, I love Fred home aloneing Wesley. <laughs> <laughs> and uh tim and jeffrey both uh said that they'd never even seen home alone and they were actually going to use a paint can in the scene until somebody said uh it's a bit home alone so they <laughs> <used a fire> <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> so later cordy and angel are training Cordy wonders why the touch didn't affect Angel, and he said that he lost hate and anger a long time ago. You know, when he's all evil, it's all about the pain and pleasure. And so uh, Cordy says that his demon has saved him and uh, uh, makes him strangely noble, which is weird. <laughs> it's really funny. I especially like the part where she acknowledges how she's getting used to being comforted and creeped out at the same time. <laughs> yes. That was really great. Because that's exactly what Angel does. He comforts her by totally being, like, totally gross and creepy and horrible and evil sounding, right? But you know he's not evil right now. So it's like, oh, yeah, I understand what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Oh, I forgot to mention, I like the fact that, you know, Billy is taken out, but yet his effect is still working on Wesley. You know, like, so many, yeah, yeah, so yeah. many times, like, the evil guy is defeated, and whatever he's affecting other people gets turned off immediately. It didn't happen this way. So we have this sad last scene in Wesley's apartment. He's sitting there alone with a lot of balled-up pieces of paper. It must be like just a bunch of apology letters he's writing. Um, uh, Fred shows up to check on him, and Wesley is just like a shell of a person. Mm. Um, and yeah. she says he... Come back to work, and then he's a good man. Um, he says he'll be back, and then closes the door and starts crying. And Fred hears the crying, but she leaves. Ooh. Actually, on her way back out the door, she smashes into like a light, uh, light post or something. Whatever they have said outside. Like she didn't just hallway. bump into the other wall because that was yeah, really. Wesley's got a little bad building he's in. Very narrow, narrow, narrow hallways. Lights in the middle of the hallway. 
Um, so, yeah, that's Billy. I rushed through it, but we yeah, talked so, so much about the theme. I'm disappointed that uh, this isn't the big bad. <laughs> oh, Billy? Yeah. yeah. I thought that they were going to make this a lot more impressive and with a lot more buildup. I think if you're locked in an, an, an eternal kind of hell in the cell or cell in the hell, rather, um, uh-huh. you are uh, probably a big deal. And he wasn't that big a deal. Hmm. Yeah, I thought yeah, at Jeff... the beginning. Sorry, go ahead. Well, I was just saying Jeffrey Bell was talking about how he like was sad they killed him off. And Tim Miner's like, nobody dies an angel. <laughs> so, <laughs> All right. Sorry. At the beginning, I thought it was going to go a completely different direction because um, when he was walking out of Wolferman Hart, the offices, I don't know if someone mentioned this, but he had that smirk on his face. Yeah. And I thought, oh, maybe he did like a shape-shifting body swap thing. Oh, yeah. And I was just like, oh, and that was kiboshed a couple scenes later. But I was like, oh, that would have been cool. But... <laughs> like the previous episode. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hey, I got this idea for an episode. See? This guy gets in another guy's body. <laughs> but it's but it won't be as lame as last time. <laughs> it, won't be like, it won't be like last time. Kids Not won't like notice. They'll people. watch it anyway. See? We just got to need the good-looking girl with the boobs, you know? <laughs> we'll fap them. <laughs> <laughs> it's, the fa- it's the fat factor. Yes. Sorry I introduced you guys to that term. It's really gross. But it's a real thing. <laughs> That was uh, that was a pretty interesting episode. I hate it and like it at the same time. All right, it's very uh, uh, yeah. We have some feedback. Some feedback made with real audio track. Wow, we have some audio feedback from Ian. Okay, wait. Is this the other British bloke? I think he might be from the UK. There's a Let's whole see. country full of them. All right, here we go. <laughs> well, this is my feedback for Billy. I didn't want to write in this week just because I didn't want to risk any spelling mistakes. And I'm not sure I could do it justice anyway. Even the small bit of feedback can't do this episode proper justice because to go into everything, you would need an essay really because there's so much going on here and so important a topic being dealt with but the performances sell it Billy is sufficiently creepy and sufficiently sleazy you hate him and it's it's a brilliant performance as is practically everyone here Lila is so believable in you know, she has her convictions. She has her beliefs that she's trying to stick by. But Cordelia, in some awesome moments, talks to her and challenges her yet again to to stand up for what she believes in and not just say she believes in them. Well done, TV show. And well done, Tim Manier, for tackling something very tricky and doing a uh-huh. rather good job with it i have no idea how you're going to be able to talk about this episode and keep it light still i'm going to enjoy <laughs> listening to what 
all of you have to say anyway. Goodbye for now, and on to the next episode. Ta-ta. Thank you, Ian. As I was doing my notes, I was like, I have no jokes to write here. (laughs) (laughs) No puns for this. (laughs) Yeah, picking out quotes was kind of hard. Heidi writes, Hey guys, I like this episode mostly for some of the standout performances. Alexis Denisov is so good. I bet you Mm -hmm. didn't think we'd see the prisoner Angel released from his flamey prison so soon. I don't think it ever specifically says what Billy's crime was that landed him there. Maybe because if he went to regular prison, he would touch all the men and they would hulk out. Kim, <laughs> were you hoping Billy's touch would bring out Angelus? <laughs> yes. I was praying for it. <laughs> I was doing a countdown. Yes, yes. You're not oh. it that easy. Anyway, <laughs> this is going to be short feedback for me this time. Heidi. Thank you, Heidi. <laughs> Oh, and we got a new one from Allison. Want me to read it? Or Go sorry. for it. Happy New Year to my favorite podcasters. This episode, oh boy, it's really successful in a lot of what it's trying to do. Nice and creepy, obvious homage to The Shining, which is never a bad thing. Lots of character development and plot movement. Wesley's crush on Fred, Gun willing to be taken out of the fight, uh, Fred and Cordy putting up a good fight, and my favorite, Lila, in all her shades of gray. Mm. But at the same time, it's highly problematic. It gets very after-school specially about misogyny. Mm-hmm. And while it's awesome that all the women get heroic moments, it's also heavy-handed. Worst part to me that I've got from reading other people's blog posts, not, totally not original, is the idea that this misogyny is something Billy is bringing out in men. Like all men have an inherent hatred towards women? Sexism can be boiled down into a physical virus or whatever. I have Metaclarians. No. <laughs> I haven't watched this episode recently, but I remember that I have mixed feelings about it. I really like it, but it also icks me out in ways that it's not trying to ick me out as well as the ways that it is. Anyway, I forgot how good season three of Angel is. I hope y'all are enjoying it too, and it's just getting started, Allie. Thanks, Allie. I mean, yes, it is heavy-handed, but, I mean, we're used to that. That's what this show is. <laughs> it's starring like stars a melodramatic uh, vampire. <laughs> yeah. You think he's melodramatic? <laughs> All righty. Is it time to rate the episode? Why not? I think it's time to rate the episode. Yes. All right. David, do we want our guests? Let's do guests first. Oh, okay. Let's do Kim did first we, and let our guests have time. <laughs> um, I, I, uh, who oh, was it? Rachel who said it, it. It was um, um, it was a good episode, but just with uh, difficult subject matter. Hmm. I, I, I liked um, Wesley a lot in this episode yeah. uh, because I knew he wasn't being Wesley, <laughs> and I I felt really bad at the end when um, he he was obviously so completely distraught over what he did and what he said, and like when watching it, I didn't take it as you know again. 
deep harbored feelings were coming mm-hmm. to the surface. I just took it as like, oh, he's either brainwashed or he's just having a possession. So, uh, or being possessed. And I, uh, yeah, it was, it was very difficult to watch. But as I was watching it, I could appreciate the acting in it. And I was just like, oh, this is like, oh, but I liked it. Like, yeah. it's, oh, but like, oh, that was okay <laughs> in in the end. And uh, I uh, I was hoping that it wouldn't be so after school specially, like mm. someone mentioned earlier. But at points there were. And with Fred, I was worried about how she was going to get out of the situation. Yeah. Right. I didn't want it to be unbelievable. And I didn't want it to be... Um, as bad as how Lila ended up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And even though Lila comes and she shoots the dude in the end, that got an eye roll for me because I was just like, oh, this is such bullshit. Hmm. But anyways, other than that, I'm, I'm going to give it seven and, seven and a half um, tasers to the balls. <laughs> just want everyone to know taser is a brand name. Is it? Yeah. So then, what is what is the non-brand name of it? Um, electroshock it's, device. It's an electroshock device. Yeah, something All similar. Right. It's interesting. I I didn't know either, but it totally is a brand name. Ooh. Stephen, are you ready? Uh, yes, I am. Awesome. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, it's it's well, well, it's one of my favorite episodes. Um, and it is difficult subject matter, and there is. There are moments that are difficult to watch, but I just uh, the acting in it is really what I enjoy the most about it. I mean, Alexis Denisoff and Amy Acker in particular are the standouts for me, and um, you know, another reason it's my favorite is because uh, Wesley's my favorite Weedenburst character, and it's obviously yeah. an yeah, important yeah. important episode for him. And um, yeah, I. I I do, I do really like it. Um, you know, I, one of the reasons I, I wanted to do, I wanted to do this episode was because, like I said, it's one of my favourites. I, I was quite surprised about um, some of the reactions on here, but then again, I, I had heard beforehand that people either love it or hate it, and um, yeah, sorry, uh, it's. Like I say, it's one of my favourites. Um, there's some really great performances in it. Um, and I do think it, it is some particularly... There's some great writing by Tim and Jeff in it. And my rating system will be 8 out of 10 melodramatic angels. <laughs> I'll go. I agree with whatever. Can you hear me? Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I agree. Uh, I love it, and I won't reference any other series, but it is so disturbing. It disturbs me to my core, uh, because um, because this guy his he's powerful because of who his family is and mm-hmm. how he can control the authorities, the police, and so that's like um, another you know, layer of male dominance over females. Yeah. You can't go to any authority. 
um, it is so disturbing. And it, yeah, it is heavy handed or whatever, but yeah, the acting is fantastic. Just uh, how Alexis Denisoff, he, how he turns and then goes back and it's so subtle, but really uh, effective. Um, yeah, Cordelia's motivation, that's a little shaky. Yeah. What, what motivates her to go after him? But, uh, and you can definitely tell that Joss wrote those two Lila scenes because they, they're, I don't know, they just stand out. Um, the writing does. I give it nine out of ten um, phallic shaped weapons. <laughs> nice. I, parts of this episode really turned me off big time. Some of the heavy handedness, some of the stereotypical language that joke with the two black guys was uncalled for and unnecessary however rare rarely do i suspend my disbelief um and this episode had me really really scared for fred um and so i'm gonna give this uh nine out of ten uh Look out the fire extinguisher. <laughs> um, yes. Uh, oh, nine out of ten. Oh, yeah, that's right. Got it. Okay. Um, as for me, uh, I I was really looking forward to this episode. It's a very powerful episode. And, you know, I'm not one that gets all hung up on whether something's, you know, heavy handed or stuff. I just fall for it. All the time, <laughs> I, I love it. I eat it right up, and I didn't see. I didn't. I didn't feel like I was being like preached to too much or anything like that. I don't know. I guess I don't. Didn't really think of it in those terms. Hmm. I was thinking of it as a really scary turn of character for um, uh, uh, for Wesley, and um, just where it leaves his character at the end of this episode is just heartbreaking. Yeah. And, uh, um, I don't know. I just I really liked this episode. Um, it, it, again, it was just so scary. Um, so I don't really have much else to add. You guys said a lot of it. So I will just say um, I'm going to give it uh, nine out of ten. Um, vicious bitch mantles. Can I just say that I think you've pretty much said what I wanted to say about the episode, but articulated it much better than me. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's pretty much I, what I wanted to say about the episode. Yeah. Well, yeah, the the difference is uh, over here it's 9.45 p.m. and over there it's like 2.45 a.m., right? <laughs> well, that's my excuse, but yeah. <laughs> that's the excuse I'll use. <laughs> Well, this is our highest rated episode this season. Yeah. Um, well, it's pretty good. It's so pretty far. well put together. 8.5 and right like 0.1 ahead of uh, Carpe Noctum, the body switch episode. I'd like to add one final point. Yes. The way that Alexis Denisov portrayed Broken Wesley behind that door, I found in that instant more convincing than all of willows i don't want to do magic i'm afraid i'm going to be evil mm. the, the the 
that 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 whole angst and worry about uh, witchcraft being like a drug and she's out of control was for me i felt it very contrived whereas this one moment of wesley behind the door uh was entirely convincing um it was it was really uh his his performance really made it for me yeah yeah that's what we thought go ahead sorry the commentary i you know there's they made many mentions during the commentary. I wish you guys could listen to it, but they do spoil. Tim Minear is very much like, what, they bought this because they saw the whole series. Like, <laughs> Who cares? Yeah. Uh, so he'll go ahead and spoil later on in the season stuff. But um, they did call attention to, like, you know, the different – where you should look for the camera work and uh, how brilliantly some of the different things were shot. And yeah. uh, it was really cool. I, I, I don't know. It's, a, it's just a good-looking episode. Mm-hmm. Anyway. <laughs> well, that is what we thought. You can always let us know what you think by sending us an email at. Oh my! You guys, I've been talking like, what? and I was like, "Why are these guys ignoring me?" And I realized my mic was turned off. No. <laughs> I was like, "Can't these, say all of it." These jerks. <laughs> <laughs> what? A, okay, no. So before the uh, how you can feedback me. is. So, so Kim, go ahead. <laughs> what a perfect episode for that to happen, I know. huh? I was like, it did. <laughs> Tell I was us. like, guys, why are you guys talking over me? So rude. Um, <laughs> now I forget what I was going to say. Was it oh, about oh, Alexis yeah. Denisoff being better than Alison Hannigan? Um, yeah, when you said that, I was like, yeah, it's very interesting that you say that because his scene was off camera. And her stuff, I think, they tr- they just tried to compare it too much to Droga. drug use. Yeah. Well, which was one yeah. oxen for you. Yeah, so... <laughs> so um but yeah another another scene that broke my heart was when wesley and cordelia were talking about you know so anyway go ahead kim go ahead. oh that means we're meant to be together she's like no like we're meant to be alone i was just mm-hmm. like that is the saddest oh. thing that was sadder than anything i was like no. but anyways yeah, they, they, they mentioned coupling, and then I was afraid, I was I was thinking Lario would, would say something about that. But oh <laughs> no, I'm I'm, I'm onto a different Stephen Moffat show now. That's true. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, so uh, that's what we thought eventually. Um, if you <laughs> want to let us know what you think, uh, and you know how to not <laughs> mute yourself, you can send us a voicemail or just email at redemptioncast at gmail.com awesome you can um, follow us on twitter twitter.com slash uh uh no it's just at it's it's at redemption cast no nobody goes to the twitter.com slash just go just go to your <laughs> tweeting machine which is probably like your smart fridge or your toaster or whatever uh it's ces guys so there's like all kinds of stuff uh out there with the with the internet of things so at redemption cast is us on twitter uh you can obviously go to the facebook group Facebook.com slash groups slash potential cast and uh, redemptioncast.blogspot.com is where you can find all the postings and the manual download links. Yes. It's quote time. Yes. Guest. Do you have yes. a quote? Uh, yes. Yes. Uh, Cordelia thinks I'm melodramatic. 
<laughs> awesome. Kimberly. Um, hold on, I wrote it down. No ass wipe. I'm gonna send you back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was definitely one of mine. That was awesome. That was awesome. <laughs> yeah. Uh mine is you can't barge into a police precinct and go all terminator. <laughs> uh mine is Dead, so dead, so very, very dead. Just how dead are you, huh? I'm tired of being the dead one. <laughs> Speaking of saliva, where is Cordelia? Yep. <laughs> you mean that finger painty looking handprint downstairs? Were they like. Put, hanging a lampshade on how bad that yes. uh, that was. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah, I couldn't quite figure out where how, how Gunn like snuck around the hotel like without like he knew what Wesley was up to. He got it. He he got he he saw the finger paint thing thingy, <laughs> uh, but yeah, he never got caught by Wesley at all. It's just funny. Yeah. Any other quotes, or are we good? It's a bit of a difficult one to quote, really, yeah, isn't I it? <laughs> Certain quotes not I don't want to quote. There. Yeah. You're a good man. Oh, Charlie Fred. Brown. Oh. Ready? Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Go team. <Right>. Easy. <laughs> so, awesome. uh, hey, Stephen. Uh, mm -hmm. Thanks for joining us. It was really Thank awesome you for having me, having you here and having you speak and interject and be part of the show. That's really great. Uh, hey, do you have anything you want to promote or let people know about? Uh, I've got nothing really exciting going on. Um, I've been on a couple of podcasts um, lately. I think I mentioned them before, but I, I've been we'll on mention the them Dwarf. again. I've been on the uh, Red Dwarf intro cast a couple uh, of times. Um, uh, but other than that, just, just hopefully I'll be on more podcasts in the future, but so far it's this and this and that. Awesome. Perfect. Thank you again. Uh, yeah, thanks. Steven. Thanks for filling in. Uh, Tomas yeah. was actually our original guest. Yeah. So. But with this short notice, I'm not surprised. Yeah. But you settled for some British guy. Yeah. So. Some British guy. <laughs> will come and save the day. <laughs> yeah. Hey, what's on the slate for next time? Daddy. O? Oh, did you see what I did time. there? <laughs> Call me daddy. Because, yeah, because um, I, I know the title of the episode and I'm going to assume something. I'm going to predict. Go. What's the name of the next episode, huh? 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 Uh, it is time, guys. The episode title is Offspring. So, which one of us is going to predict that this is about some horrible band? Demon baby? Yeah. So uh, this is uh, Darla comes to visit Angel and says, "You are the father." <laughs> Here's your child, Damien. Yeah. And so I can't wait, can't wait, can't wait, can't wait. Yeah, you know, babies always ruin shows. Yep. <laughs> oh, is their baby gonna be like Hellboy? That would be the best, you guys. The little baby Hellboy. Ah. Uh, 
I'll just say that the uh, the Whedon verse was uh, the gears were going pretty well at this point. I mean that that same week that Offspring aired, uh, Once More with Feeling aired as well. So. Wow, Ooh, big week, big so, week. So this one's gonna be total shit, isn't it? Yeah, they totally <laughs> weren't concentrating on this show. Yeah. All right, we'll find out. It probably is gonna be yeah. about the stupid band. <laughs> Uh, must be your self-esteem talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're pretty Stop it. For a week, Terrible. Eh? <laughs> All right. Well, on that bombshell. Terribly. Goodbye. <laughs> Namaste, Bye. y'all. Bye. Between you and your ambition I am a poster girl with no poster I am 32 flavors and then some And I'm beyond your peripheral vision So you might want to turn your head Cause someday you are gonna get hungry And eat most of the words you just
Redemption Cast, Season 3, Episode 6, Billy. A wave of violence against women is traced back to the man, Angel Freed, as part of a desperate deal to save Cordelia. All right, now you're going to say it, and you're not going to sound like a robot at the beginning. Okay. You're listening to Redemption Cast. <laughs> is that the man from another place? <laughs> uh, okay. <clears throat> She's not a girl who misses much. Oh, yeah. She's well acquainted with the touch of the velvet hand like a lizard on a window pane. The man in the crowd with the multicolored mirrors on his hobnail boots. With his eyes while his hands are busy working overtime A soap impression of his wife Which he ate and donated to the National Trust I'm going down, down to the bits that I left uptown. I need a fix, cause I'm going down. Mother Superior jumped the gun. 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 